please sit down. Hey! Take your house back. Let me explain something. Jesus asks a question. He says, how can you take back a house unless you can first bind the strong man? The strong man must be bound for a house to be taken back. The word house there in its original Greek understanding is the word oiko. From where you get the word oikonomia. Which is where we derive the English word economy. This means a house's economy is tied. That means an economy is tied to a household. And when you think of household, what it is saying is that it is the house of Kamau. So when you say my oiko, you're saying the economy of Kamau. The economy of Jeremy. Are you with me? So when you, when you deal with the strongman of a house, what you're doing is you're taking back your house. And you're binding the strongman. And everything hiding in your house that has opened the doors for the enemy to find room in that house. Today by that prayer, you have closed it. Because the enemy must have permission to come in to a believer's house. Doors must be opened for him to come in and be given permission to oppress a believer because he cannot possess you, he can oppress you, but there must be something that caused that door to be open. It could be somebody that works for you, it could be because you did not have discernment, it could be somebody who visited you, it could be somebody that you allowed into your house, it could be things that have happened historically, it could be you that lowered your radar in the spirit. And so God now has decided to have mercy because there are some things that only operate on the dimension of mercy and to come into your home and has helped you to bind a strong man you will go back into that house and things that were not working before shall begin to work are you receiving what I'm saying tonight are you receiving something in the spirit things that were not working before in your oiko will begin to work including economic dimensions things that had blocked your prosperity how can a child of God go for 10 interviews 15 interviews that is an interruption of your oiko today I release your oiko because you have bound a strong man by the blood of Jesus that strong man is not coming back because Jesus says if that strong man comes back he comes back seven times stronger but that strong man is not coming back the Egyptians you see today you shall see no more uh, in the name of Jesus I said the Egyptians you see today you shall see no more as you authorize it in the spirit here as you walk back to your house as a princess you will walk back with authority and with power and you'll open your mouth and say to that house never again shall I see some problems in this house never again shall I see some issues return to this house never again Somebody say we are legislating. I didn't hear you say we are legislating. He said they must believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so what you have to do is you must believe the word of God. Please I'm going to throw some words here. They're very simple words. When you understand this, you will understand the word orthodoxy. It means right doctrine. The reason we study the word of God is not so that we can come here and shine. We study the word of God according to the book of 1 Timothy. To study to show ourselves approved unto God. Not unto men. Unto God. Workmen that need not be ashamed. It means the study of God's word can bring you to a place where you will have no shame. Because this word, the Bible says that you will reach a dimension where you will hear a voice tell you this is the way. And that voice will never tell you to go the wrong way. Because the steps of a righteous man, the voice comes, there's collaboration between heaven and earth. This place is too anointed tonight. There's too much presence here. There will be a voice telling you this is the way. Go ye in it. And you will never miss another step in your life. But it comes from understanding the word of God. Study to show yourself approved. Workmen that not need be ashamed. Approved unto God. 
rightly dividing the word of truth. This is the dimension you enter where you begin to understand words like uh, orthodoxy. Right doctrine. And when you have orthodoxy, that means that this word which comes from, it means a right doctrine. It's not used in the New Testament. It's used in the Old Testament, but it means sound doctrine. You will find it in the New Testament explained in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 10. We don't have time. You'll find it in Titus chapter 1 verse 9. Chapter 2 verse 1. The test of Christian orthodoxy is not what we call antiquity, but it is what we call scripture. What is biblical? How do I live my life? How do I run my companies? Am I a different person on the pulpit than I am in the marketplace? How do I do what I do? What educates my values, my character, my understanding of vision and dreams? It must be derived from a place of scripture. My values must be derived from there. It's where I get the word orthopraxis, which means how I practice my orthodoxy. And so how God wants us to operate is in a way that what we have learned educates how we work. This is a constitution. This is the word of God. And therefore, I am becoming allergic to wrong doctrine. Because wrong doctrine will lead to wrong practice. And wrong practice will cause delay. So I found, I found out that I must have a spirit of discernment. So that I can be sure the person I'm listening to is not about themselves, it's about God. You have to understand, skewed hearing leads to skewed faith. If I hear wrong, I believe wrong. And if I believe wrong, I mislead others. And if I mislead others, I for one will be judged for misleading others. The work we do here with the woman of God is not a joke. It costs lives to come here unprepared. To come here not prayed up. To come here for our own ambitions. Let me tell you. Only dead men should stand on altars. Because the destinies of other men are dependent on what they are hearing. And if what they are hearing is for themselves. And not for the people. They should shut up. But if it is for the people. Then men must begin to organize their thoughts. And have the mind of Christ. Not to come with personal ambition. So that they can come with the right doctrine. So that the people of God can have the right practice. Did you not know that if a rocket takes off from the earth. And is one degree off and is going to the moon. If it has missed by one degree. It will miss the moon by miles. It doesn't take more than one degree of untruth. For you to miss your destiny. We must move from personal interpretation of scripture. And allow scripture to be interpreted by scripture. This is why Africa must move into the dimension of shifting from charlatans and coming into the place where you have a desire for the word of God. That your appetites will begin to change to move towards discipleship and not just seeing magic all the time. This is not Afro cinema. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. It educates how I operate as a professor. Educates how I operate as a father. Educates how I operate as a CEO. It educates. It's God breathed. There's no shortcut. Friends of God, there's no shortcut. This thing must be understood in the way I'm telling it to you today. I want you to know some truths are essential and more foundational to all others. So when you're reading the Bible, you must understand which truths these are. There's some that the Bible calls the truths of first importance. You must grasp these. The elementary teachings about Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to 4. I don't have the time. I have another 25 minutes. I plan to use them wisely. They're the basics of doctrine. They're called the ABCs of doctrine. In theology, they're called the dogma. And so when you start to understand the elementaries, the very essentials, it's concerned with the essential truths of Christianity. Listen to me. It is in the 15th and 16th century that we moved into a new dimension and dispensation in the matters of God. It is where men arose and decided that there's deeper than what we are being told by the Roman church. 
And so they decided to venture into a time of realizing these truths. And they came into a place where men were being told that a particular man, can you can pay a particular fee into heaven. There are men who rose up and decided to say, this thing cannot be paid by a man. And therefore the whole doctrine of sola scriptura, sola gracia, sola fide, only by faith alone, by Christ alone, by grace alone are you saved. When you start to understand these things, you understand your foundation. I'm dealing with territories. It's very important that we understand that these things are essential to every believer. Every believer must understand these two essentials to call themselves a Christian. It is impossible for someone who rejects, substitutes, and adds to these essentials to be called a true Christian. You cannot add any word to this. Let me tell you, God said it is finished. There is nothing God is adding. The only thing we have to understand is that he is releasing grace to men to discover what he already finished. Are you still in church? There's nothing new he's adding. He said it is finished. He says I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. I have finished. What you have to do is to understand it is not our job. It is our job to discover truth, not to invent it. He has hidden it in this word. We have personal tastes and opinions. But these are merely subjective feelings. Man is not the measure of all truth. God is. God is. You cannot deify man and dethrone God. God is God. So how does man discover truth? By receiving it from God like we are doing now. We receive truth. God reveals truth through nature, partially. But through scripture, definitively. When God wants to release something, you can see it partially through nature. But definitively through scripture. And so understand this, wisdom is seeing things the way God sees them. And this Bible is God's authority. And so, Pharaoh, who had called himself a god, says to jo God, says to God, God says to Moses, "I will make you a god before Pharaoh." But four hundred years before that, a man called Joseph had been placed there, and God's divine pattern was working. And Pharaoh tells Joseph, "I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt." This was something that was very amazing. But it was not new to Joseph. In Potiphar's house, Potiphar had put him in charge. In the jail, he had been put in charge by the warden. And now Pharaoh has put Joseph in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Joseph's promotion is overwhelming. It's breathtaking. One day he was a Hebrew slave serving open-ended prison sentence. The next day he's in Pharaoh's court. Status change. I want to tell some of you here that it is possible. Please hear me. There is nothing impossible with God. It is possible that some of you living here today will have a status change. In the morning he was in prison. By noon they were putting new garments on him. Ah. And by evening he was shaven clean. With a new garment standing before Pharaoh. Please don't look at that neighbor who doesn't like you. I want you to announce my status is changing. There's a place a person must reach and say enough. I've gone round this circle long enough. I was not created to go round a tree for 40 years. I was not created to go in circles and cycles. I refuse these cycles in my life. And I speak advancement to me and my seed. That anybody that will pass through this womb is called blessed. Uh, a place reaches in a man where you say this is the moment. Because a moment will come in every man or woman's life when they interact with deity to show them that their status is about to shift.
immediately he had certain privileges Pharaoh assigned Joseph to the highest position in the Egyptian government he had privileges power prestige everything that went with the promotion to accentuate why this event was dramatic and incredible I'm talking to somebody some things are going to happen as we pray tonight because we are reclaiming lost ground and one of the things you do when you're reclaiming lost ground is we will reclaim time woman of God in all humility I found out God does not restore to you things check your Bible he restores to you time I will restore to you the years what you get back are not things the clock gets recalculated things get regurgitated what the worm had taken it has to return what the caterpillar had eaten it has to return this thing has to go back into the dimension where what you get again is time if you look at the life of Job what he got again is time and there's some of you feeling time is running out but tonight one of the things you're reclaiming is time and I don't know if you know every time the devil takes something from you he has to return it with interest we announce in the name of Jesus you're not getting back one year you're getting back five years you're not getting back one month you're getting back 24 months in the name of Jesus this shall be your portion we're reclaiming lost ground we're also reclaiming lost opportunities that there are certain phone calls that were supposed to come to you and something interrupted that miracle in the air you gave up and you've gone back to things as normal but things are not normal we are taking back phone calls we are taking back phone calls we are taking back meetings we are taking back appointments we are returning things in time and we are saying this is the legitimate right of a prince of a princess in the name of Jesus what Joseph got was geographical control he was responsible for the whole land of Egypt he received financial authority please hear me now I'm beginning to decree Pharaoh took his signet ring and put it on Joseph's finger according to Isaiah to, to Exodus chapter 41 verse 42 he, he put it Genesis 41 42, he put it on Joseph's finger then he gave Joseph an unlimited budget unlimited budget he could stamp any invoice he could stamp any LPO he could stamp any tender he was in jail yesterday and today he's stamping the authority of God on LPOs I don't know who I'm talking to there is financial authority coming upon some of you today in the name of Jesus and in the name of Jesus some of you will operate unlimited budgets you will stamp invoices you will authorize expenditures you will pay any expense to carry out the king's business I'm announcing to the daughters here that Zion is changing your direction that Esther's are rising up and they're receiving favor from the king and he's giving you up to the kingdom to do whatever you have to do I announce in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit men are gonna rise women are gonna rise from QEG you will sit in offices that plan fiscal policies offices that plan things that you never imagined you can plan I'm talking to somebody that there's a phone call that will come and say I was given your name by so and so that's what happened to Joseph Pharaoh said I was given your name by so and so this is what is going to happen but it will position you to enter dimensions of financial authority shall I receive it this is this is
This is why this is not just a revival. It's a reformation. It is a place where skill that is unparalleled will put believers at a place of advantage. And they will correct wrongs of the former generation. There is nothing good about debt. The borrower will always be slave. There are dimensions of slavery that you cannot abscond as long as you are in debt. It takes children of revelation operating in the prophetic realm that can come and say to the prophet that my husband served you but my house is in debt my oiko is in debt and the prophet can know that the oiko of a servant of god should not be in debt and change the destiny of a nation and start to release dimensions where he says go pick up vessels not a few many i see some of you in the spirit picking up vessels and the oil is gonna keep pouring this oil will pour until the last vessel empties until the last vessel fills up the oil will keep pouring and pouring and pouring i'm seeing it in the spirit right now favor is going to keep pouring the oil is going to keep pouring somebody say my oil my oil shall overflow please sit down I see people rising in the church that will begin to build churches there will be more churches than there are pastors I see a day in my time when people will come and say I've built 10 churches find me pastors I put a stamp on that right now in the name of Jesus and I call you a kingdom financier in the morning you came here saying I don't have rent you're in the prison of debt you're leaving that door with authority please sit down he also got social privilege social prestige Pharaoh dressed him up in royal garments <laughs> I'm dealing with legislative language he provided him with a kingly wardrobe every garment was made of fine linen the most exquisite fabric in all of Egypt and then he put a gold chain around his neck I can't even imagine the size and value of that gold chain and all the clothes that he was wearing they were commensurate with his new position as God is lifting some of you your social status is about to change my problem with your neighbor is that they still perceive you where you are in the morning people can't understand how you became their boss after they were your accuser status is changing I don't think Queen Esther generation you heard me status is changing there were many women dancing but the king saw one woman and her status changed her training came into play her anointing came into play her oil came into play you did not get saved to be wasted by God you got saved for such a time as this I speak to the ground in Kenya and I say this ground must accept your anointing this ground must accept your calling this ground must accept your anointing are about to change <laughs> your hairstyle is about to change your 
your walk is about to change you came here walking like this i see you walking out with your head high with your confidence restored with an understanding of the grace that you carry am i talking to god's people here you are not going to be assumed anymore let me tell you something as we were holding our revival meeting there were indians who came and said what is this and they went back to their offices and wrote checks there's a provocation of your oil that will cause people from all walks of life to desire to bless you and to desire to dress you because of what you're carrying i came with the anointing of yahweh to say your wait is over your delay is over this is the day you've been waiting for in the name of jesus i announce it over your life receive a status change i just saw a picture in the spirit watch this i just saw a picture in the spirit god took me to the god took me to the jail where joseph was and i saw joseph coughing <coughs> and nobody was paying attention and then i'm seeing joseph in the evening and he coughed just once <coughs> and seven people are coming to check are you okay joseph when your status changes people that ignored you cannot ignore you any longer i come with an announcement in the holy ghost to declare your season of being assumed has come to an end in the name of jesus put on your robe put on your chain put on your earrings put on your watch put on your rings get ready for a change of status in the name of jesus just sing it one more time as wife father release fire on potiphar god did not answer because god had to wait for the day that pharaoh is sitting on this side and joseph is sitting on the other side and in between is potiphar and his wife and they could not look up to look at you because they that were meant to finish you must sit at the table that god has prepared for you in the presence of your enemies rise up daughter of god rise up child of god become all that god has called you to become this is your season sing it one more time
see it, toi. I need the ashes to start helping people that are coming under the anointing right now. Hey. anointing right now listen to me the problem with transitions the problem with transitions when I saw that picture of a cough <coughs> and in the evening when he coughed seven people were there just to make sure he's okay the voice he used in the morning of excuse me warden excuse me warden and the warden said, what is it, Joseph? What is it this time? Excuse me, warden, can I have some water? But in the evening, his voice had to change. What God is showing me, you cannot use this morning's voice for where you have arrived right now. The disposition of your voice this morning was based on the revelation of who you thought you were. But your voice now is a voice of commanding commanding angels commanding healing commanding attention there are people just waiting to see your lips move and they will pay attention to your every move I'm, I'm dealing with lost voices voices that thought they had a meaning in childhood that you knew God was gonna use you but along the way something happened that distracted you from what God was calling you to do I see in the spirit God has given you your voice back I see in the spirit some of you are receiving your voice back even as I speak and you're coming under an anointing right now that will give you a voice to speak in this generation everything that is coming against that voice I'm standing in the way and standing with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ joining with the grace of this house and I announce nothing will stop your voice from today I'm releasing the grace of voices the grace of voices this nation will hear your voice the United Kingdom will hear your voice global dimensions of voices your voice is anointed from above I release the grace of voices help those under the anointing I release the grace of voices receive it now receive it now receive it now the grace of voices your voice has stagnated but God is giving you a new voice A new voice same person new voice new voice some of you have never been called madame before some of you have never been called sir before but because your status has changed people are going to start saluting you differently you're not a waste of destiny God invade this place change somebody's voice in the balcony change somebody's voice here as I speak to them let their voice matter let their voice matter his voice did not matter to his brothers his voice did not matter in Potiphar's house his voice did not matter in jail but God was preserving his voice for the palace I hear some of you have been preserved for such a time as this and those who did not hear your voice before they will listen to your voice because you will have the favor of the king you will have the favor of the king 
you will have the favor of the king your voice your voice your voice I hear God tell me to deal just one more time with this financial one there's some of you that have never dealt with the level of finances that are about to come your direction those hands have dealt with too much small stuff but I hear there's a promotion and a status change in the air and because of the access that God is giving you there are certain privileges that are coming upon you financial authority is coming upon you you will handle things are you hearing me I hear it in the spirit like I'm hearing it as I'm talking to you you will handle things you will handle things Things your grandfather never imagined. Things your family never imagined. Things even your husband will say, ah, 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 what has happened in our house? You will handle things. Those hands will handle stuff that will cause people to wonder, where has this woman been all this time? I birthed it in the spiritual realm. Those hands before this year is over. I don't think you heard me. Before this year is over, those hands will handle finances that have never been handled by anybody from your village, from your family, from your company. Those hands, I'm talking about those hands. I release that grace in the name of Jesus. I release the grace for expansion, the grace for capacity. you have gone this round this mountain long enough you shall handle things you shall handle things help them help them please you shall handle things the anointing over your life is too precious for this generation you have worried about yourself for too long God tells me you will have more than enough for yourself more than enough for your family you will be a national treasure you will be a national treasure you will handle national dimension of things i'm talking to queen esther's generation that men will look up to you society will look up to you received royal privileges Pharaoh got off his chariot and gave it to Joseph his chariot this was the greatest economy of the time it's like the American president coming out of his car and saying from today you are the one to ride in this car royal privileges You've been serving, but have you ever been served? Statuses are changing. We came to reclaim lost grounds. Statuses are changing. Have you ever been served? Ha. People opening doors for you, for you to enter the car. Changing statuses today. Not so that you can boast, but so that God can be glorified. This has nothing to do with what you want. It has everything to do with what God wants to do with your life. Yes. Yes. It shall happen in our seeing. I pronounce it at QEG. This month of giving birth. Some things shall be birthed in your life. Ah. Woe unto us when you come into your season of birthing. And you have no strength to deliver. Let me announce in the spirit. This is not your day of fainting. This is your day of delivery. This is your day of strength. I announce over you the strength to deliver. I announce you shall deliver. I announce you shall deliver. Royal privileges. People rode ahead of him and cleared the way. Status changed. 
Some of you, the problem is even as I speak, you're thinking too small about yourself. That means your doxology is skewed because you have been reading only that which pertains to just your oiko. But you're a national treasure. You're a national treasure. Paul said we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Listen to me. What you're carrying is the glory of God. And you need to walk out of here like a princess who is seated together with Jesus in heavenly places. Royal privileges are coming upon you. He got political power. Woman of God, God showed me a secret. He said, if I was to be offered a position, because sometimes people have tried to offer me positions in government places. And this is to say, every one of us has a distinct calling. I say to them, don't give me a position. Give my sons and daughters. Because I realized that instead of position, I'd rather have influence. When you have influence, you can change a king's mind because you have access to a king. Are you hearing me? I'm praying for some of you to be able to whisper in king's ears and change directions and causes. And the very noose that Haman had put for the children of Israel is the very same one that would be used to hang him because a woman of influence is in the house. I declare over your life, you will use your influence with wisdom. God is opening doors of political power for women. This is why in our nation you're seeing certain places and territories. Women, 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 women. There's something God is about to birth in our nation. And he's realigning things in the spirit. This is the season of the woman. And God is aligning you to understand you must birth those things that he has called you to birth. I need to finish. Child. Tonight he has clothed you with power. In Luke 24, 49 he said, but stay in that city until you are clothed with power. If we're going to reclaim lost ground, we must understand. Jesus never suggested that power is a threat. He never suggested that we should be pious. He never ever suggested that there should be this humility or sanity of, of how we deal with power. He talked about spiritual and miraculous power. He never cautioned us about having power. He taught us to have more of it. He never warned against faith. He warned against lack of faith. You can never have too much faith. You can never have too much power. That you will be clothed with power. I never saw him rebuke anybody for believing too much. Or for hoping for too much. But he rebuked people for believing too little. For hoping for too little. He says in his word, ask for anything. Ask for anything. He says, be extravagant. Ask even for the moon. You've been asking for too small. And I came to provoke you. That none of you is leaving that door without power. The way Joseph wore that garment. Was God giving us a picture of the New Testament about how every child of his who is called a child of God will be clothed with power. In this next dimension, there is no exemption. You're going to be clothed with power. In Proverbs 26, 2, he says that like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, 
So a curse without a cause shall not alight. Anything that has caused a curse to find a place to land, we have removed it from your premises. Don't neglect spiritual power. It has contributed to a lot of problems in our doctrines and in our churches and in our societies. God's power demands our acceptance more than ever before. It demands our acceptance. I want to close with this very interesting story. The missing key is repentance. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. I'm done. What is the mandate of this team as we reclaim lost ground? The ecclesia has been given the keys to bind and to loose. He said, I will give my keys. I've given you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. When we repent, we are removing his, the, the enemy's legal right of operation. We are breaking the enemy's snare. 2 Timothy 2.25 tells us we break the snare and set people free through repentance. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. God grants repentance. Repentance is a legal activity in the courts of heaven. When I repent, I come into agreement with the testimony of the blood and the other voices and the accuser is silenced. When the accuser is silenced, the snare that he has fashioned is broken and we can escape. He no longer has a legal right to torment and terrorize us. When we repent, we grant God as the judge of all legal rights to render verdicts from his throne. This is our mandate here. Genesis 18.20 shows us that God himself went down to Sodom and Gomorrah to examine the cries and evidence that had been brought before him that demanded judgment. Please come with me, I'm closing. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, there's an accuser that comes to accuse your oiko. And he says, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the outcry that has been brought to me. And if not, I will know. Genesis 18, 20 to 21. This outcry had reached God. It had reached the throne of God. The cry was presenting evidence that the city was worthy of judgment and destruction. So the Lord went to investigate the city himself and validate. But the Lord does something interesting. In Genesis 18, 17, when he's coming to investigate the city, he says something that just caught my attention. I wanted to close with this. He says, Shall I hide from Abraham this thing that I'm doing. Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. You would think that God is just speaking like that because Abraham is his friend. But there's a much deeper reason why God shared with Abraham. He brought Abraham into the equation because Abraham, God was seeking a legal reason to show mercy. The reason he brought Abraham into this equation was so that he can find a way before he comes to judge Sodom and Gomorrah to demonstrate mercy. And for that, he was looking for a man. And when Abraham comes and starts to speak with God, he says, God, I want to say, if I can find 50 people, and God says, yes, go find the 50 people. I'm looking for a reason to show mercy. Looking for legitimacy because the structure of justice is that justice must be executed. 
But if you can find 50 righteous men in Sodom, you've given me legal reason not to destroy a city. And he begins, notice Abraham petitioned God on the basis of him being judged and judging righteously. And so Abraham continued to petition God until it reached 10 men. Woman of God, it surprises me that people actually don't have revelation. They keep saying, why didn't Abraham go down to, to one man? Because in the understanding of how things worked in the law, he did not stop too soon in his intercession. In the culture of that day, the Jewish culture, 10 denotes the smallest number that can represent government. And so he stopped at 10 because that is what the ecclesia represented. The mandate of this ecclesia here is that you will give God legitimate reasons why Kenya should not be going through a famine. I was coming and I was watching some cows being taken into a place by some Maasai herders and the cows are looking thin, emancipated. There's drought in the land. This calls for the ecclesia to rise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When I look at the treasury, they have no money. They have no way of writing certain papers that the world may need in order to release some justice into the nation of Kenya, whether it comes to agriculture and agricultural technology. So the ecclesia must rise. And when the ecclesia rises, God finds legitimate reason for ground to be reclaimed. So the reclaiming of ground is a legal matter for which God needs men to, he wants to intervene in the affairs of men, but for that he needs a man. He says in Ezekiel 22.30, I sought for a man. I sought for a man. That is gender neutral because in the spirit there's no gender. I sought for a man that I could send, but I could find nobody. That is not the case here today. God is about to find that will cause the redemption of Kenya and of Africa and of your household to be changed. So as we reclaim ground these last five minutes and I hand over this microphone to, 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 to the woman of God, I want you to hear me clearly. There is going to be a grace coming upon some of you for God to begin to use you to reclaim grounds for the nation. The cancellation of debt is in our hands. I'm going to do something I saw. Please give me that flag if I may ask of it. Because this is part of what this revival entails. As we hold on to this national heritage. We are reclaiming ground for Kenya. That we shall feed the world through agriculture and through technology. That a day is coming when even a waiter will own a home. When even a driver will say, I'm going to my house, my oiko. Listen to me. There are things that cannot work on borrowed things. Even altars are very hard to operate on borrowed ground. This is why you will see in the Bible, every time it had to do with altars, it was a question of, I must buy it. I refuse to be given this thing for free, or I refuse to rent a place of worship. So things coming into ownership. I'm praying, reclaiming ground for ownership. That some of you are going to come into dimensions of ownership. And everything that has denied you ownership. I'm speaking on this second day of September. Is this the second day? I'm speaking on this third day. That's even good. It's resurrection day of the ninth month. And I'm declaring over your life. Ownership dimensions are coming upon you. I'm talking about statuses changing. I'm closing now. Come on, somebody begin to lift up a voice. Statuses are changing. Listen. Whatever has denied you ownership. In our generation, woman of God, people are not owners of anything. And so the enemy has taken advantage by causing some of you to perpetually rent, perpetually borrow, perpetually go from place to place on borrowed things. Today the status God has asked me to release at QEG is a status of ownership. This was the last time as we know you now that we shall hear of you being a rent payer. 
this is the last time you're called a borrower this is the last time that we are looking at you as one that has to borrow food that has to borrow sugar that has to borrow money to catch a trip i declare in the name of jesus your season of status changing has come and you're being clothed with power right now from the balcony to the very back to the very front you're being clothed with power to operate in a new dimension you shall operate treasuries you shall operate different dimensions in jesus name our nation shall not become a borrower any longer kenya hear the voice of the lord you are coming out of debt by power and by fire open your mouth and pray women of god women of purpose i need to hear you pray thank you jesus we are legislating in the courts of heaven for our generation we see our education system changing into a kingdom system we see our children going through new curriculums the best curriculums in the world are going to come out of africa the kingdom of god has suffered violence and the violence are taking it back by force we take our children back we take our nation back we take our children back we take our families back we're reclaiming lost ground Reclaim it in the name of Jesus. There's a correlation between mercy and sight. Father, I'm praying for mercy. That the eyes in this place be open. I told you I'll pray for eyes to be open. That the eyes in this place be open for men to see who they are. And for them to refuse to suffer any longer and i declare in the name of jesus we are becoming everything that god has called us to become today your status has changed i see it in the spirit statuses have shifted here people have changed statuses in this meeting today you are now a governmental treasure you're now a national treasure you're now a national heritage you decree the things of God in the land. Listen, we call on the land of Marsabit. Hear the word of the Yahweh. You shall be producing in the name of Jesus. We call on all agricultural land in Kenya. And we speak to the ground. You shall produce in the name of Jesus. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Legislate with me in the spirit. We call on every dry ground and we collaborate with heaven and we say because the church has prayed we lift up the country of Kenya we lift up the nation of Kenya and we declare using Kenya as a point of contact for Africa there shall be a change in the way politics is done there shall be a change in the way we do things Lord for the sacrifices that men have paid release grace in Kenya release grace in Kenya release grace in Kenya in this place let prophets arise in this place let apostles arise in this place let pastors arise in this place let teachers arise in this place let evangelists arise in the name of Jesus somebody shout one more time Kenya we speak to you you shall produce in the name of Jesus you are not who people said you are you are who God said you are by God's grace and God's power is there any oil anywhere by God's grace might there be any oil anywhere I'm not praying for you I'm not asking you to come to the front woman of God thank you I just want some oil on my hand oh no no I'm sure somebody somewhere here has oil my sister it is well wait give me oil 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 thank you father for this oil I speak over it I decree over it 
Son, open this for me. What happened is that Pharaoh began to speak and things changed for David, for Joseph. In this place as we have spoken today, shifting has happened. People are coming under the anointing. Ground has come back to some of you. Legitimate reasons for you to be called a son of God. The eliminator of ambiguity. You are receiving now the grace to go and proclaim the good news to the poor. I announce over your life new dreams from tonight. What the woman of God did was so prophetic. I announce over some of you new songs shall come tonight in the name of Jesus. Interactions in the angelic realm where some of you shall begin to interact in the angelic realm conversations in the spiritual realm in places some of you have never gone statuses have changed and what God has put over you nothing can come in between it from today David said, is there not a cause? I say over Kenya, there is a cause. There is a cause. Hear the word of the Lord. You shall not return to Egypt. You shall not return to Egypt. I hear the word settlement. Settlement. Loudly in the spirit I hear the word I will settle you. Listen, they that believe he is must believe that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And because you have sought the Lord, he says, I will intervene in the affairs of men and I will settle you. I will do it in front of those who never imagined that you could achieve such a thing. And by the time you are done, men will say, truly, her God is God. Truly, your God is God. Thank you, Jesus. With the permission of the woman of God. You know, we are not sorcerers. We are not sorcerers. We are not craftsmen. We are not crafty men. What has been released here cannot be taken from you. Walk out. Walk out of here with authority and power. You have been clothed with power. He said, he said, can I do anything without telling Abraham, my friend? The dimension some of you are coming to that the Holy Spirit will guide you into an element, dimension of all truth, where nothing will happen in Kenya without your knowledge.
a grace has come on some of you to even call out which job you want. You will create positions and then they will appear in the physical. I need to close. Can you imagine a people who have entered a place where the position doesn't exist? They wake up in the middle of the night, enter into the spiritual place of legislation and say, Father, how is it that your daughter can be without a job for more than a year? Father, you and I are going to co-create a position. And in the name of Jesus, by the time I wake up, something will have been created in the physical realm that will cause me to occupy a position that was non-existent. The position Joseph occupied did not exist. It is God who gave Pharaoh a dream so that he can bless Joseph. Make no mistake about it. It is God who disturbed Nebuchadnezzar so that he can bless Daniel. May God disturb kings on your behalf. In the spirit, may God disturb kings now. Woman of God, I sense there are people who cannot wait until December. This is the month of birthing. May he disturb kings now. So that this month of September, we can see you carrying a baby. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. This month is your month to be carrying a baby. A baby called a job. A baby called a miracle. This is the month I see you in the spirit. Carrying something nobody ever expected you to carry. And listen over you in the name of Jesus. we need to stop being scared of power walk in that power and if you reclaim those grounds territorially the aspect of territory is a legislative matter tonight we're going to seal it by the blood of Jesus it's already sealed David, if I had time, I would have prayed for you. If I had time, I would have just prayed for you. You have entered. Today, today is my last born's birthday. And he told me, please be home and cut cake with me by 6.30. So I must be home. But I'm going to continue in prayer for you. I give you my word in the spirit tonight. I will be in intercession for you. That the things we have spoken will not fall to the ground. Reclaim lost ground. Receive lost time receive lost opportunities in the mighty name of Jesus.